Hi, uh, Goblin's Henchman here on the hoof, back on the school run. Just thought I'd do a bit of an update. Um, so, Face Folio 2 for Zine Quest 4 is mainly fulfilled, which might be slightly chagrin to people who <laughs> backed Face Folio for Zine Quest 2. So, I think Face Folio for Zine Quest 2 took about two years to fulfill, and maybe a little bit. And uh, if the printers hadn't let me down, I would have probably fulfilled Faithfolio for Zine Quest 4 probably in less than two weeks, um, you know, out the door as it were, and possibly even before Kickstarter actually had paid me. <laughs> a bit dangerous, but there we go. So that's good. I just have to wait. There's a little bit of a printing issue on the second batch. As you might know, I had a bunch of uh, zines left over from Zine Quest 2, and um, so I thought I'd relaunch it for Zine Quest 4 just to get them off my off my shelf. And then it did slightly better than I was expecting, so I had to actually order a little bit, a few more. But um, mix them. Basically, the print quality wasn't what I the, the print the, that that batch was not actually as good as the first batch and uh, I felt a little bit uncomfortable sending out a substandard or slightly second if you like second batch to those last 20 people um, what else oh I've got a slight collaboration going well a collaboration um, if you google um, when the sea is calling I think that's what it's called um, a bunch of Belgium collab uh, people putting out a lot of um, uh, random table stuff actually and uh, they did one all about sea stuff and uh, I thought it was I thought it was good actually you know ships ship names uh, pirate flags that kind of thing so all sorts of interesting um, stuff that would accompany a seagoing adventure and then at the back of their um, <clears throat> supplement it's of like 56 pages or so they had about a few uh, like three blank pages just perfect number to slip in my procedural hex flower in the heart of the sea. <clears throat> so I suggested that to them and they, they, very, they were very keen on the idea. So to their supplement I added a um, something that covers sea travel, as in, you know, to destination, uh, weather and sea conditions and, and encounters. So it, it really worked well, actually. So if you want to Google that, actually my blog, I'm there'll be a link um if that interests you i mean actually to be fair before i saw that supplement i'd kind of thought about doing a screensaver and uh, not a screensaver a dm screen where you have a heart of the sea on sort of a couple of panels and then some slightly more fleshed out stuff but i thought oh this is this is a perfect solution um someone's done lots of good random tables and um it'll tie in well so anyway so link in the show notes as they say um check that out so, I was listening to Ray Otis's um, podcast, and he was talking about magic travel. Um, I thought that was a interesting kind of thing there, but it did remind me slightly of something I had been thinking about for a while and never really done anything with. And I think part of the problem with it is that it's difficult. I think it would be dip- difficult to Im- implement. <clears throat> but the idea was for a, like a magic system. And I think actually, the more I think about it, it's more like a 
more suitable for a, a magic system in a novel rather than one in, say, D&D. And I, I suppose that's where the Vancean magic comes in. If you're going to have a magic system, it's got to have a mechanic that makes it workable a table. Um, right? <laughs> I hope that's not controversial. But um, So this was the idea I had a while ago. So the idea is that you, you imagine there's like a plane of magic. And you can imagine this as like, you know, one of those, you know, when you see these sort of scans of the bottom of the ocean, if you like, where it's, you know, undulating territory, there's you know, flat areas, there's pockets, you know, there's barren areas. Um, and, you know, it doesn't have to be flat, I guess. It could be a planet almost, but or just any kind of like, it could just be completely non-Euclidean in, in its dimensions. But basically just, just a plane of magic where it has a contoured shape. And on the plane of magic, it essentially rains magic. Magic is a bit like rain. It's sort of, the storms, it rains heavily in areas, and in some areas it, it never rains at all. But basically, it's a bit like, you know, it evaporates and, you know, moves around. So it's, it's a sort of dynamic system. So you've got the plane of magic and then magic, which is like a bit like rain. So the idea here is that spellcasters have like a conduit that extends into the plane of magic. And so it's a bit like a pipe. So, and you know, this is why the level like in a in a game system it might be tricky because how do you get advancement? Maybe it's your pipe increases, or you make it able to take more at one go. Anyway, but see, the, the, the rub here is that the the conduit extends into the plane of magic. Now, where it appears, determined almost by fate, determines your capability. Um, and again, for a, a game system, it, you'd have to have like these are certain magic users that you play that have like a sort of a balanced system. Because what you could imagine is that if you're fortunate, your conduit opens up into a large bowl that fills with magic a lot, and you're able to use it. But you know, there's some interesting problems here because like you could, for example, I can imagine there's like you could have these like. Dead, you know, very powerful mag magic users who are like dead enders. Basically, they they've got a massive pool of magic that fills their their uh, like you know their, their their conduit connects to. But once that once that pool is drained, they have no more magic. So they might be you know kingpin of the magic area. Um, but once it's gone, it's gone. But this is the rub. It's a bit scary. You don't know when it's going to run out. And so a powerful magic user, you know, in, in a, say, a novel scenario, would have to be quite careful about how they spend the magic because one day it might be no more, especially if your, your, your magic pool has never run dry before. Because obviously if you're a magic user who, you know, casts a few spells and then they run out of magic and then the next day it fills up again, because that, that's the other factor, how quickly would it replenish? But if you're a magic user who, say, every day it fills up a bit, uh, fills up again, then you're confident. You can say, "Well, I know how many spells I can cast a day, and I, you know, I'm, I'm practical. I'm useful. You know, I can fire three fireballs or you know, ten magic missiles or whatever it is. But once it's gone, I'll have to wait 24 hours or an hour or whatever it might be. You know, and and again, the fill rate might be quite important because you might have, again might have a big pool that fills slowly. I mean, you also might have someone who has, <clears throat> I don't know, like a shadow puddle, but it's always overflowing. So you can, you know, like a machine gun, fire a, a magic missile every 10 seconds. Well, that's not a machine gun, but you know what I mean. It's a pew, pew, pew. You can't do much magic at any one time, but you can do a lot of it. So, you know, one magic user might be able to lift up a mountain and uh, deposit it over there, but that's it. Take another century before it fills up again, and um, by that point, you know, they're effectively obsolete. 
and it but again you you know you have a magic user who could just fire like thousands of fireball a thousand of missiles uh you know all the time or flick a flick a stone at someone uh every second like like firing bullets um and then i start thinking thinking well how do clerics come into it well i imagine someone like a cleric um you, you you have a god and what they what they realize is that maybe the person has a large conduit natural conduit but they're they're tapping into uh, into a barren barren reservoir it might be quite a big reservoir but it's barren and what the the god says is like if you're my cleric i will fill up your reservoir and therefore that's the deal and then you get other wrinkles like if you're a magic user and two people connect to the same reservoir at different heights then you know suddenly someone might drain your reservoir and you know you won't be able to use it and you know how to and and like maybe people have tried to do things like tunnel into other people's reservoir they use their magic to try create you know new conduits like try to tap a new oil well and um you know blocking other people's reservoirs i thought i just thought of something that i thought was interesting there i can't remember now um what is it? Darn it, I can't remember what it was. I thought it was quite a neat little idea to do with this sort of maybe tunnelling into other people's reservoirs or um, stealing other people's. Yeah, I can't remember. That's annoying. Oh well, you just have to live live with the idea that I had a the 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 thought that I had this really great idea that I I can now no longer remember because I was think thinking about this slot on the fly. Anyway, so I think I think you know in a kind of sense of a novel, I think you could have quite interesting sort of dynamics there between almighty wizards who are like who don't know the limit of their power, and then you've got the guys in the middle who do know the limit of their power but don't have a lot, but they can use it all the time. And then you've got these guys who are shallow poolers who can just fire off lots off it, lots off. And then you have the clerics, where basically they have vast potential to be incredibly powerful, but they don't themselves have have a have a reservoir. And you know, you might also get freakish things like you know peasants who don't have any, never thought they had any magic, but have a conduit. You know, maybe, maybe everyone has a conduit, just most people's a baron. And um, you know, there's a freak storm, and suddenly they discover they've got a bit of magic. Oh, that was what I was going to say. Magic wands, again, or magic items. They maybe they have. You know, when you create a magic item that has a little tether, like you know, you see on the astral plane or whatever that connects to the. You know the um, the the plane of magic, and you know it either naturally has a perpetual source of magic because that's where they created the tunnel and fortuitously arrived at the right spot, or you want to charge a magic item. Magic user takes some from their reservoir and then pushes it through the magic item so that you know that wand of magic missiles has a has a, like a battery that has to be filled up. So that, that's that's the idea. Um, Okay, well, anything else I want to talk about while I'm gassing on? Yep, just uh, face folio is nearly there. Printers let me down. Uh, for Zine Quest 4, that is. Um, check out when the, sea's, when the Sea's Calling, something like that. Link in the show notes if you're interested in a fleshed out sea supplement, including in the heart of sea, uh, in the heart of the sea, travel and weather mechanics. And then finally just a little bit of spieling on about um a magic system that would be very hard to implement in in a game sense i guess you'd basically have to say all all um gaming gaming 
uh, all gaming um, uh, magic users have to be one of these guys who has a decent enough conduit that connects to a magic that pool that fills up you know, every day and um, and the level mechanic is probably how you whether you have the ability and training to control how that magic flows to you all right well hopefully everyone's doing all right in um, gaming land um, and uh, yeah things here are okay still still having problems with my extension but basically it's very hard to find a builder who is uh, going to do that you that you know is going to decent do a decent job found a couple of good builders but basically i think they're hesitant to take on something they think is uh, already a shit fest because they don't know what they're going to uncover so trying to persuade them to come on board is being tricky say the least and uh basically i don't want to i can't really have a repeat of the same same problem I've had with two dodgy builders in a row, trying, trying to rush it last time round, just compacted, compounded the problem. Alright, cheers everyone, hope you're doing well. Um, obviously the Anchor app doesn't work anymore uh, for leaving messages. I think I can hopefully leave a, a link in the show notes, not that I get many messages, but um, you know, or drop me a message on Discord or something. Alright, cheers everyone, bye. So I was just thinking a little bit more about this sort of more or less unusable magic system. Um, but, you know, why would you have adventurers? You know, why are there only these kind of people that would be adventuring? Well, I guess you could make the argument that you know, magic is kind of almost a guild uh, thing and only the mavericks aren't within the guilds. A bit like, you know, why are there, why are there fighters? Uh, adventurers when they could just be part of an army you know they're freebooters or maybe like a thieves guild you know you got the ones in the guild and ones out because you know i can imagine a system where you know you've got a lot of magic users who have a shallow pool but have a good supply and then you have another magic user has a massive reservoir on the uh on the plane of magic but very little fill and they might work together to basically use a sort of some sort of magic item or some method to transfer their magic into the big pool guy you know a bit like these honey ants in the desert where they take one ant they fill it up to it gets a swollen abdomen um where so you get this you know one guy has got 10 feeders who feed him up to like have this massive mass ma- magic potency where he himself uh, doesn't really have any magic coming in but aside from these guys filling him up but as a team they're pretty aw- they're pretty awesome um and you know the the, the swollen ant guy he basically holds all the cards, doesn't he? Whilst he has no magic, um, he he you know he can decide how to use it. But then again, if he mistreats all his henchmen badly, then uh, he himself wouldn't um, have that potency. I mean, actually, it's an interesting level mechanic, isn't it? <laughs> the PC has to like persuade hirelings to come on board or henchmen to prepare push him up the the uh you know ladder progression and he's you know your pc has to keep these guys on side so that he he gets this access to actual you know people filling him up um so you know like any like any pc has to have a 
Well, maybe I'll get back to a sec. So, you know, that's one way you could justify the level of mechanic. So, you know, just, just thinking about this, like, I don't think it's, you could ever make a good magic system out of it. What are the factors involved? So one of the factors is how big is the reservoir on the plane of magic? So how much magic can can he ever hold? And, the, you know, you might say that's like a, a propensity like strength. Some fighters are stronger than others. You know, too bad, you roll for it. And then the second propensity is how much does it fill? Again, you know, how quickly does it fill? Again, that could be a, uh, you know, like a fighter, how good's his decks or whatever, you know, or his intelligence. It's, uh, you know, or strength, whatever. So it's, you know, it's a physical feature that some 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 guys are better than others. I suspect it's too strong a, too strong a requirement. And there's the potential of the conduit that links to the plane of magic. I mean, is that a big, does that, should that matter? And then finally, how much magic can they handle? Maybe, maybe as you go up and level, the conduit can widen so you can take more on. That's kind of a, a limitation. And potentially maybe your internal reservoir is something that improves with level. So maybe you can only hold so much magic in your body, no matter how big your reservoir is. And that's why you need to level up so that you can master more and more. So, you know, these are, these are you know, all theoretical requirements. So, um, yeah. So I guess in terms of magic system, you'd have to factor all those things in. And again, why, what kind of person becomes an adventurer? Probably as a magic user, maybe it's someone who is basically got a good reservoir and a decent fill rate because they know they're self-sufficient. They don't have to rely on anyone else. They're out to, you know, make their fortune based on their own ability a bit like a fighter I've got a strong arm and good flex reflexes I'm gonna I'm not gonna work I'm not gonna join the army I'm gonna get that gold myself through my own personal you know skills and or, or you know it's like the thieves guild you know if you're not if you're not part of it then you've got a you know you magic guild if you're outside the magic guild you're a maverick and you better watch out there they're not happy with you so uh, you better be, be careful and keep keep undercover. So yeah, I mean that these are all things. So could it be made to work? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's too complicated, isn't it? <laughs> I, I personally think it's a fun idea. It's plain and magic, but I think, gosh, uh, I guess I guess you could spend more time just trying to hammer it out. But yeah, I mean I just like these wrinkles where you know you got guys who are big you know big pools and then maybe the little guys who actually could be more lethal because they can just blast out and these guys with the big pools are too terrified to use their magic because they never know where it might end because they've never seen the bottom and this sort of this idea of maybe having teams of magic users where you got the the guy who's the big mcdaddy who can be filled up by all his friends but they work as a team maybe you can have two guys working together you know dare i say the master and the apprentice <laughs> All right, um, I wasn't really, I just, I just thought I'd add a little that addendum there, just because I thought, actually, can you make this work? What are the factors? External reservoir on the plane, magic. How, how quickly does it fill up? Does the conduit matter? Should it matter? Should the person have a conduit in, uh, an internal reservoir, which they can handle? You know, how do you handle level progression? I mean, one way you could go, instead of having henchmen that you've got, to, or hirelings you've got to add on, maybe, Every level, what you you've, you've, you aspire to do is find that new reservoir. You know, there's a spell every time you get enough level where you you try to divine a new pool, and uh, 
that gives you access to a new reservoir so that you know the progression is one of exploration of yourself you know exploring the plane of magic i mean interestingly can you travel to the plane of magic <laughs> find find a new reservoir and then try to tap it tap it back or you know maybe you're small you've got a big reservoir but it's not filling very much but next to you you find there's a big pool that's very full and all you have to do is somehow create a you know gouge a hole in the plane of magic so that you start draining off someone else's or one that's completely untapped that sort of idea anyway i guess i'll leave it there um Again, I think I think it's a fun idea. It's a, more of a, if you ask me, a novel, as in you know, a book book idea. I don't think it translates to a game system very well. And this is all about magic users, um, and you know, I think this is why fancy magic arguably stood the test of time because it's simple, isn't it? Each day you get your your amount of magic memorize use it up start again all right cheers that's the end of part two i'll leave it there bye